getting to know Jesus through one another. You're listening to Meet Fern Creek, brought to you by Fern Creek Christian Church. Hey, it's me, Matt Zola, and I'm joined today by James Graves, which is one of the coolest names uh, for one of the coolest people I know here at Fern Creek. And Sorry it's been so long since an episode of Meet Fern Creek. It's just been busy around here. Uh, but we're back, and we're committed to, to doing this about once a month, and so excited that James gets to, gets to bring us back to these really good conversations we have uh, with people here at Fern Creek. And uh, the idea is just to get to know one another and to build connections with church family. Mm-hmm. And uh, James is one of those guys, you'll see as, as we talk, you want to put this guy as much on a platform as possible because he just resembles the heart of Jesus and everything he does. And you're one of the happiest people I know. Uh, and that's not of uh, your own doing. That's of your own surrender, yes. I feel like. And so uh, we, don't, we don't have to get too deep too quick, but just tell us about yourself and how long you've been coming to Fern Creek and uh, anything you want us to know about you. Well... My name is James Graves, and I've uh, been going to Fern Creek for about two years now, and I've really enjoyed it. I love the staff, the church as a whole. It is great. The preaching and teaching of the word has been very good, and I'm learning as an uh, older adult, and I'm still learning, and I don't know everything, but I'm going to continue to learn as I continue to come to this church. And the people here are so loving, kind, and I mean, everywhere you go, somebody's smiling at you or greeting you or loving on you or hugging you or something like that. And I really enjoy that. That's the joy of God in everybody is what it is to me. Yeah. Everybody loves the Lord. And when you love the Lord, you have that joy within you. Everybody talk about happy. You can be happy. But when you got joy, that means you have God. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. Joy. Tell us uh, the story uh, from Easter. It's one of Josh Cooper's uh, favorite stories of how uh, we, we had Saturday night uh, uh, service, and we, we don't usually do that, but we do that for Easter because uh, we expect so many people and we want parking lot to be okay. So we had mm-hmm. a Saturday night service, and tell us about your what happened at Easter. Yes, we had Saturday night service, and I was greeting and watching everybody coming in, it was exciting to me. I just love people. I love the Lord, and I just love hearing people talk about the Lord. And Josh come up to me, and Josh said, hey, you're doing a great job. Uh, you coming back tomorrow? And I said, oh, no. We'll see. And uh, I went home after all the service was over. I went home, laid in the bed. The next morning, and I was laying there after I finished my prayers, thanking God for breathing on me, waking me up, starting me on my way. And I said, wait a minute. Jesus rose today. I'm going to rise too. I'm going back to church this morning and be a blessed <laughs> to those while he has blessed me to breathe on me, wake me up. He blessed me, so I'm going to be a blessed to others. So he has risen, so I rose and got up and come to church, and it was a blessed day. Yes, it was. Yeah, I really I, enjoyed it. I think that is that is such a great story of uh, 
you know, you were called, your, your expectations, you know, were to serve one day. Yes, it but was. But you felt so blessed uh, by the Lord the, the next morning. You're like, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going yes. to continue yes. to serve. Continue to serve. Yes, I was. And do you, I feel like you're, you're the kind of guy who, when I look at you, or, or just even like talk to you for five minutes, mm-hmm. it, it's obvious you're being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. How how does that happen? Like how how do you know a, a follower of Jesus here says I want to be filled? What what do you do to to be filled with the Holy Spirit? First and foremost, you acknowledge Him first and foremost in everything in your life, as and also stay pray walk and talk in His Word, and do not let devil intervene in your life you got to stay keep praying reading his word studying his word and you will be attacked but you got to pray the devil away get him off you real fast and the holy spirit within me comes from me just loving people reading his word and want to serve and be a help to everybody i love helping people I mean, I don't know the Bible like the back of my hand, but I know what God wants me to do mm. as his child. Yeah. And I love it, every bit of it. It is great. And that's a that's a beautiful thing too, because I feel like a lot of people say, you know, I want to serve, I want to get more involved, I want to lead. Mm-hmm. I I I want to be a leader in the church. Mm-hmm. But they often say, Well, I don't know enough scripture. But I think a lot of times people do know enough, mm-hmm. and you, you start leading, uh, just understanding even just a little bit of the heart of Jesus. Uh, even if you're somebody with baby faith, I think can still lead because of their faith. Yes, you know, just a little faith can take you a long ways, and uh, yeah, you're faith of a mustard seed. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I think you're a great example of that. Yeah. We're so thankful to have you here at Fern Creek. And uh, tell us uh, ab- about your life. You've had an amazing life. Uh, I loved hearing about where you, you grew up and how you grew up and your dad. And <laughs> Yes, I've had an amazing life. Uh, I grew up on the farm in the country. I wasn't in the city or anything. Uh, it was a family of 10 of us. And we were very close. Yes, we were. We did everything together. We worked on, my father was a sharecropper. And we worked on the farm all day long. And also, we grew gardens, which we talked about before. And we'd have from A to Z in the garden, vegetables, everything you needed. And we worked in that garden all day long. And while daddy went to work, we was working in the garden. And we ate a lot of foods from the garden, carrots, tomatoes, cucumbers. We wash them off and eat them right there when we're hungry. And also, it was a blessing to work in that garden because we was planting a seed. We didn't even know it because once everything grew, we would go back home and get everything ready to freeze and all that stuff, put in the refrigerator and the freezer so we can have it for the winter. Uh Also, daddy gave a lot of stuff away. And I used to kind of get upset about that. And I said, 
what is he doing? We worked in this stuff all day long and he's going to give all this stuff away. Which, now as I got older, got to know the Lord, I understand what he's doing. He was planting a seed. Mm. He took the seeds and planted and that seed, he blessed somebody else with that seed. He was seed. being generous. Yes, he was. Yeah. And he's been like that and that's why I'm like that. That's the seed he put in me. That's a blessing he put in me. To give love, he loved everybody. Yes, and it wasn't any charge or anything like that. He just called people, said, come by and get this, come by and get that. Yes, and we'd be out there picking and cleaning up and shucking the corn and all that, and they come by and get it. And huh. Yes, it was a blessing. To, now knowing what he was doing, I knew it, was, it is awesome. Yes, he was letting his light shine. Yeah, and I yes, know that was. that was a lot of work. It was. You had to do in... Uh, you know, you kind of told me how that prepared you for life in the military. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And uh, the discipline. I think you even told me that life in the military was was easy compared to. You yes, were like, yes, it was. oh, you want me to lift this? I can do that. <laughs> exactly. My dad was very disciplinarian. When he say jump, you say how high, uh, and already knew what he want before he wanted us to do it. Because that's what he had instilled in us. He gave us a work ethic. Mm -hmm. And he'd go somewhere and say, I want this done. When he come back, it would be done. And I used to get on my brothers about it. I said, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So when daddy comes, it'll be done. And he's going to be content with it. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the military, uh, I joined the military in 1978. And went through boot camp, which is the Marine Corps. I joined the Marine Corps. And they say that's the hardest part of the military, which it wasn't really hard to me going through boot camp because the way I was raised. And daddy has still discipline in me. First, and I grew up on the farm, running, jumping fences and all this, and running from cows or whatever. I mean, none of that was hard to me. The drill instructor would yell and scream. To me, they was doing their job, just like my father. He was putting discipline within you. But I already had a lot of that. Cause daddy had instilled that in me mm. and Marine Corps was like a playground to me. I enjoyed the running, jumping, jumping over stuff and all those people around me, all the <laughs> other recruits. I was like, man, this is family. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Yes. Do you keep in touch with? Yes. Any? I keep in touch uh, with about five or six of them right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They, they still around and we talk. Matter of fact, one lives here right here in Louisville. Oh. Yes. He's the one that brought me in the Marine Corps, James Newby. Huh. He brought me in the Marine Corps. We come in a buddy-buddy plan. He brought me in, and um, we've been together ever since. He's one of my childhood best friends. We grew up together. That and is awesome. Yes, we grew up together. We come to the Marine Corps together. We did everything together. Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, thank you for for your service uh, in the Marines, man. That's uh it's awesome, and hearing hearing your uh, heart behind it too, it makes it even uh, more inspiring. I mm -hmm. think uh, this idea of discipline. Uh, talk to us more about that, and and how you apply that to your spiritual life as well. How is, you know, th there's discipline in in regular life, right? You mm -hmm. know, rhythms of of waking up, exercise, uh, all good. Uh, you know, regular life disciplines, but tell us about good spiritual disciplines in your life. Good spiritual disciplines to me is 
me serving the Lord each and every day, acknowledging him and taking his word and using it as he would want us to and continue to read the Bible, stay, pray, walk, talk in his word. No matter what situation is going on around you, you continue to give God the glory, whether it's good or bad. You got to be disciplined in that area. Also, dealing with the world as a whole, everything you see on the news, mm. it requires discipline because <clears throat> you see stuff on TV and upset you. And first thing I do is pray. And that's why I have to be disciplined in his word. As long as I'm disciplined in God's word, I have something to go back to. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that discipline, receiving his word or reading his word or having faith in his word and what I know his word can do, I'd be very uh, upset yeah. with everything I see. I think uh, one thing that, that you do really well, you, you do a lot of things really well, and there, there's so much to admire about you. Uh, but one of the things I admire is uh, a lot of people will, uh, I think there are a lot of Christians who are really good at calling Jesus Savior, mm-hmm. and and that's great because that, that that is what he is, and absolutely Jesus is Savior. I think one of the the things Christians struggle with today, and maybe why there's uh, a, a statistical falling away from church, is because uh, Christians are not as uh, not as uh, willing to call Jesus Lord, and this idea of obedience and discipline has just kind of been lost mm-hmm. i think in you know i'll raise my hand in my generation mm-hmm. uh you know we we, we we i think we've succumbed to culture and there's this been relaxing oh you're good as you are and uh you know you are enough well the, this idea is like no nobody's enough nobody's good mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if, if we're trying to be good if we're you know, trying to not ruffle any feathers. No, we we need to surrender our lives to Jesus mm-hmm. and declare Him as Lord and obey Him in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's one one thing I uh, I admire about you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Well, tell us. Uh, I mean, I'm sure your journey with Jesus hasn't always been easy. Have there have there been moments where you're like, oh, Lord, I what are you doing to me right now? Yeah. And tell us about tell us about some of those uh, difficult times. Well, my difficult time, the most difficult time is I was married before. Uh-huh. And I went through a divorce. And that was a difficult time for me. And I went through it. We tried to work it out two or three different times. And uh, it didn't work the way I wanted to work. But Jesus was drawing me close to him. Yes, he was. And that's why I say this happened, even though God doesn't like divorce, it happened and I didn't like it. And I was very hurt. That's the one of the worst times of my life. And uh, I just drew closer to him. I read more. I prayed more. I was just i turn off the TV. I wouldn't listen to nothing. The only thing I wanted to do was the Word, listen to the Word and pray and read yeah. the Bible. That's all I wanted to do. That's awesome. That's that discipline again of yes. saying, you know, uh, when, when, when things get bad, I'm, I'm going to draw closer mm-hmm. to the Lord. I'm going to 
I think that's that's great. Yes. And you also said you had a, a a good community of friends around you supporting you. Is that is mm-hmm. that right? Yes, I did. I had a good community of friends around me. And every morning, me and my coworker in Buford, Diane McMullen, uh-huh. I can't. I have to acknowledge her. She's like a sister to me. We pray every morning before we start work. Huh? Yes. And uh, anything come up, she would say, "James, you need prayer and anything." And I said. We can pray about this. We can pray about that. But we prayed for one another, whatever we needed, and anybody that was around us. We have people come in the office, which I work at the housing office, and with problems. They come in with all kinds of problems. Diane and myself, we would pray for those people right there. And then they'll come back two or three months later, said, my prayer was answered. So we wasn't there just for work. We was there to let our light shine. Mm. And it was awesome. And uh, I uh, talk to her every now and then. She sends me different devotions and stuff like that. Yeah. And we communicate. It is it's a blessing to know her. Yes, it is. And I missed that part of Buford. But I was in Buford for, since 1997. Whew. Yes. That was doing my... I was born in 96. We won't tell nobody all that. <laughs> we stay already know now, don't yeah. we? Anyway, I was in Buford, and uh, like I said, it was with my family. Then I got divorced, and I was still in Buford after I got divorced because in 2010, and I just continued to go to work. I didn't let nothing bother me. I just kept praying, and Diane said, you would never know that you was going through anything, and I told her it's all God. God was working in me because he was giving me strength that I didn't know I had. It was awesome. And uh, in 2018, I was debating whether I wanted to come back to Kentucky or not. I said, it's time for me to go home. But I said, Lord, help me make this decision. And I just kept praying every day about whether I want to come back to Kentucky or not or stay in Buford. In 2019, I came home for like the homecoming, which we have every year, mm-hmm. for families that come home and visit, that's been living out of state all their lives. They come home, we get to see everybody we haven't seen in 15 or 20 years, and that's awesome. And then came home, and my cousin introduced me to this lady named Teresa. Yeah, and uh, I said, ooh, she's a nice lady. She's very kind-hearted, sweet, loving kind soft talking, and I just love everything about her. And I was like, Lord, you trying to tell me something? And then after I left, went back to Buford, uh, I got some contacts. She called me every now and then, and then it, we talked, just talk. That's all we was doing, because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to commit to anything. Right. I was just waiting on the Lord. I wasn't gonna go what I felt in my heart. I was waiting on the Lord. So. Eventually, I come back home again, and we got together, went out to have lunch or something like that, and we started talking and getting closer and closer, and I went back, and we was talking more. Then I come back home in 2019, I moved home. God was telling me, okay, it's time to go. That's when I made my decision, 2019. And I said, okay, I know what you're doing. I'm going to take it around with it. Yeah. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> then I come back home in uh, 2020. We got married. And here I am. 
back in Kentucky, Ferncreek Christian Church. Yes. With this awesome staff. Oh, I love it. Every bit Come of it. Come on, man. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's so cool to hear that love story. You know, there's... I'm sure you never dreamed of what God could do no. when you were in the middle of that divorce. Yes. Uh, I feel like there's so many people listening and in our congregation who are in the middle of their their battle Mm -hmm. they're in the middle of their their problem and it is hard to have hope Mm -hmm. and uh i think i mean that's why you know i wanted to bring you in so you could your story could bring people hope and that they would hear oh yeah other people face battles other people face problems when God's in your life, there, there's always hope. Mm-hmm. There's always hope, and uh, you you just demonstrate that so well. Where do you where do you get this energy from? This you, you're one of the most energetic people. I don't think I've ever seen you yawn. <laughs> I get the energy from knowing the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it gives me joy. It's it's not that I'm happy, but I'm joyful. That I know the Lord and I know he's bigger than anything that we go through. Ain't nothing too big for him. And uh, whatever's going on, you just acknowledge him. And he's going to help you with it. He's going to take care of it. Yes, he will. But you got to believe and you got to pray. Sometimes you got to get by yourself and pray. Sometimes you have to pray in the spirit. Sometimes you have to uh, just take yourself, close the doors. Or go in the closet, your prayer closet, and just pray. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Mm. And which I call push, which is pray until something happens. Don't stop pushing. That's what I encourage people to do. Pray about everything and everybody. Prayer works. I know it does. And it it has worked for me. And it worked for everybody else, too. But they have to acknowledge him, first and foremost. Not materialistic things. Not things you like, things you want. God gives you what you need before he gives you what you want. Mm. Man, I, th- I think that's, that is the perfect way to end. Uh, and I, I just want to encourage you, if you're, if you're listening and, and you attend our services on Sunday morning, man, say, hey, say hey to James. You come to, which service do you come to? I come to the third service. Second service. Second. I was going to say service. second. Second yeah. service, yes. Uh, so James is there at, and, and his wife are, are there at 10 and say say hey to them. And uh, this is a guy you want to know and want to be friends with. And so uh, thanks for taking time out of your day to come and uh, just chat with me, man. It wasn't, really, it wasn't that bad, was it? No, it was not. I really appreciate that. I love this. I just love talking about the Lord. I know. It's, I mean, it's, it's a thrill to me because... It's so much out there that can distract us. Yeah. But as long as you got him, Holy Spirit will take control. Amen. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, you mind if I just pray with you? I haven't done this uh, yet on this uh, podcast, but I, I'd love to just pray for you. Okay. I appreciate and, that. Uh, and then we'll we'll tell him Grace PC a Sunday. All right. Let me, let me pray for you. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for James, and uh, I thank you for all the leaders, the spiritual leaders you've put in our congregation, that this 
yeah, the, the staff plans some things and the staff organizes some things, but Lord, your people uh, are, are leading this church, and that's an exciting thing. It's not just a staff-driven church. We have leaders, spiritual, uh, just wo- spiritually wise and uh, just leaders in our church, and I, I thank you for them, and thank you for what you've done in, in James' life how you continue to draw him close to you and how you've uh, you've given him a, a wonderful family and a wonderful wife. And Lord, that, that's all your blessing and all your good gifts. And Lord, I, I pray for James that uh, he would be put on a platform here at this church where he can lead people and just share his story and share some of his disciplines uh, so that others can know you. And Lord, uh, I pray you keep moving in our church and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Grace, peace. See you Sunday. Well, thanks for listening to our show, Meet Fern Creek. want to encourage you to download our Fern Creek Christian Church app today, available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can worship with us this Sunday at 845, 10, or 1115. See you there.